The following is a production of Omnis.tv. On this episode of Revelator, it's the best of Revelator and Unsigned on Omnis.tv. Buckle in, it's going to be fun. Welcome to Revelator. I'm your host, Ryan. Thanks for hanging out with me as always. And I am in studio with the one and only Michael Bartholomew. Hey, Ryan. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, it's kind of bittersweet in, in a way, you know. Um, we, we've been at this for a little while, kind of going over some of the best of stuff. So much material to go through. And I'm um, looking back in our the, the very first episode that you can see on TV is dated January 29th, 2011. That's when I lost my virginity, by the way. It's, it's, <laughs> That's how long we've been doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it was, <laughs> you lost your virginity in it. <laughs> I lost it at studio. Does your wife know about this? No. <laughs> I faked it every time with her before that. <laughs> but uh, for those of you who uh, who don't know or aren't aware, this would be the um, the, the, the final time um, that the Revolutor Show will be on the uh, TV network. Um, now before, uh, some of you are going, what, huh? What the hell? Um, don't worry. Uh, revelator show.com, um, will be coming very, very shortly. So, uh, definitely head over there. I'll, I'll still be doing the show. We're still going to do music guests and all kinds of funny bits. And, and, uh, yeah, we're just going to keep plugging away. You know, I'm gonna keep doing my thing. Uh, Mike will make cameos here and there and, um, we'll, we'll partake a little bit, but, um, you know, but we're, uh. You know, it's going to be a change, and I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to get all sentimental and stuff. You know, I, I, mean, I don't know if I just feel constipated or oh. I want to cry. I'm not sure what it is. Hold on, let me get you a Kleenex. <laughs> you need some Jerkins with that Kleenex? I need some Jerkins, yeah. You need some Jerkins. You know, Andy Rooney at the pump house, right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to Andy Rooney in a moment. Um, but no, we got we got a uh, we got a fun show for you. Uh, we we dipped into the archives of the old unsigned show, and uh, maybe some of you, some of the stuff you may not even heard, some of the the comedy bits and stuff we've done. And uh, gosh, we've had so many uh, music guests on. Uh, gosh, man, uh, so so many, uh, hundred and thirty eight or something like that. A ridiculous amount of guests from um, the bands uh, Spider Rockets and Fanatica and Culver, uh, Broken Romeo, uh, Damon Black, Culver. Um, the- Kil- uh, <laughs> Kilver, <laughs> aka Silver, um, Oleander, uh, Rust Dwarf of the Killer Dwarfs, uh, Clint Lowry from Seven Dust, the guy uh, Dan Mains from Clutch, um, Orianthi, uh, the Standstills, uh, the Chimps, Against All Will, uh, gosh, uh, Taproot, um, so many. You know, there's really is a, a lot of bands that have doing the time. New Medicine, uh, Brief Flying V uh, in Nashville, BB Buell. Liv Tyler's mom. Gosh, I mean, so many bands have uh, contributed. Blame Shift, uh, Will Powerless, uh, Pop Evil several times, uh, Throw the Fight. I mean, there's a, I don't know, I'm probably forgetting a lot. And if I am, I'm sorry. There's just so many. Um, we're really grateful for uh, everyone who's really kind of been supporting us and, and been, you know, along the way. Brian Fear from Shadows Fall. How can I forget that guy? has been fantastic. You know, Mike DeWolf from Taproot, as I mentioned. Um, yeah, a lot. Of, we've been fortunate to talk to a lot of great people and and do a lot of great things and attend a lot of cool events and um, those things will continue. We're like I said, we're, this is not a uh, this is not a funeral or a, um, 
obituary by any uh, stretch of the imagination here, but um, we did dig into the art. Uh, we digged into them, you know. We digged into the archives <laughs> a little bit, and um, this is one that uh, we. This is one of the first, like I think, real real bits that I wrote, yeah. uh, and it's on the unsigned show. And uh, for those of you who remember the early, early shows, it was a lot of sports stuff. We I still love talking sports, of course. We don't quite do as much as we used to, but uh, this was a, a bit that we did. It's on a show called Boogity, 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 Amen. Check this out. smoking hot wife i want to thank you for ford motor company now i took the liberty of writing my own homage to um, joe nelms and i hope you enjoy it i'm gonna go ahead and give it to you now dear lord i want to thank you for maytag for cleaning drying my clothes i want to thank you tide color safe stain defender i want to thank you downy fabric for the warm soft feeling on my towels Thank you, Kenmore Refrigerator, for keeping my Bud Light lime cool. Thank you, Hormel, for the delicious bacon. Oscar Meyer Wiener for the spicy hot brats. I want to thank Will Ferrell for creating Talladega Nights. Thank you, Victoria's Secret, for making bras for my wife's large cup size. Giggity, giggity, gee. And the family guy. There you have it right there. <laughs> boogity, 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 amen. Old unsigned episode. Yeah, we were looking at some of our titles, and we've been known, we've been known for some of our uh, funny titles. And uh, Mike, uh, you you had one that uh, you always liked, uh, even from the day we named it. Uh, let's hear it, man. Uh, episode forty. It's Pullman Standard and Andy Rooney at the Pump House. <laughs> <laughs> it's a band we had on Pullman Standard, and uh, I'm not sure if, if if Andy Rooney was our. Uh, Hey, Andy Rooney just died, so we put him in the title somewhere. somewhere. I thought he was a guest. I don't know which one was it. <laughs> I don't know if Andy Rooney, Andy Rooney's ghost at the pump house. I'm not sure. In spirit, yeah. But uh, pretty funny episode. Uh, pretty cool episode of Pullman Standard. They were talking about, uh, you know, they were on tour and they played this place called the Pump House. You know, and I'm like, I don't know if you want to go in there. You know, like <laughs> it goes on in the back. I'm not sure. Um, now another one, uh, which we actually uh, incorporated uh, a town where, where you know where we grew up close to, and that was. Uh, uh, live from Warren, Ohio, with Mick Brown's golf cart. Um, There's actually not even a guest on that show. Ironically enough, I thought it was hilarious. That was a great, great show. You know, <laughs> just Mick just Brown's golf cart. Mick, Mick Brown's golf cart. He was with the drummer for uh, Ted Nugent, wasn't he? Yeah, he got yeah, drunk. Got yeah, he trashed. got drunk and got. Just he was trashed. hanging out in Warren, Ohio, driving his golf cart around, having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, another one was um, Sandy Sarlacc of a Hurricane. And uh, this was uh, during what the hell was the name of the hurricane there? On it's the, the one that hit uh, New York, New Jersey, right? Hit New Jersey harder than yeah. hell. What was it named? 
was it Hurricane Sandy? I think it was Hurricane, I think it was Hurricane, it was Hurricane Sandy. Sandy. Because, it was it, yeah. Sandy, Sandy Sarlacc. Sarlacc. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, so uh, we had, um, I think it was um, Scars of Envy, Scars which of they ended Envy. up coming on uh, a little bit later on an episode. But uh, yeah, so we uh, it was one of those things where we couldn't get in touch with them. We couldn't find anybody else to, to, to fill in, and we just kind of did our thing, you know? And uh, good stuff. And uh, there's one, um, the Sack Man Cometh. And uh, our good old buddy, uh, Jeff Sack, who uh, um, still to this day still covers the NBA, one of the best uh, radio guys in the business, one of my mentors. And um, What's the site, NBA Overtime still? NBA Overtime, yeah, still still on WordPress. And uh, yep. no, Je- Jeff has been around a long time. And uh, and if, if you want to find out what's going on with the NBA, that's that's the man to definitely check out. Guy knows his stuff, been around quite some time. And uh, we move into the... Ah, this this particular um, unsigned episode, uh, Divided by Design is the band. It's also part of the title. Yeah. Divided by Design, Tatted Ass Pussy Riot, which is uh, one of my favorite titles, of course, for a lot of reasons. Yeah. But um, this particular uh, bit, we actually forgot about. We had to do some digging here, and we heard it, and we like, we have to include this in the best of we have to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think it. Uh, I mean, I forgot. I actually forgot how good this was. This is this is one of the better ones uh, we've done in a while. Um, and and to think that we did this quite some time ago. But uh, this is uh, this is this is uh, this is Ryan. No filter is what this uh, bit is here. Yeah. And uh, here, check this out. I hope you like it. It took place with this woman at the 17th annual South Florida Tattoo Expo. Now, this woman was getting some fresh ink done in her ass. Yes, you heard me right. I said she was getting fresh ink in her ass, not on her ass, not on her hip or a tramp stamp. No, no, no. She was getting a tattoo in her anus. The 22-year-old said she f- it felt really, really good. Yeah, I'm sure that it really felt great. Uh, not only does this sound gross and really unsafe to me, some people think it's really cool. Yeah, anus tattoos rule, man. Yeah, awesome. You know, I really think it stinks. It's one. It's a clincher. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things that, you know, it really defines giving the word asshole a new name. You know, I mean, really a pain in the ass, if you would. I mean, are people going to go crazy like they did uh, with tattoos like the tribal band craze and the barbed wire armbands? You know, people making their assholes look like a picture or something or a black hole. Now I have to worry about whether or not people are going to come up to me and go, hey, look at my new tattoo. And I don't have to worry about them dropping their pants and seeing a red infected swollen asshole. That's what I'm worried about. Look, this lady, and I'm going to use the word lady loosely here. I mean, Seriously, she not only did she get a tattoo in her anus, she got one of her boyfriend's names tattooed in her anus. Now, I, I was curious to find out the name, and I did find out the name. I was wondering what O name was it? Was it Joe, Bob, Todd, Todd? No, it wasn't any of those. No, no, no. Her first name to get in her ass was a guy named Vince. And they later broke up. She said, when I got the tattoo, he held my ass cheeks. She, he held my ass cheeks apart. Now that's true love right there. While I was choking myself from the pain. Then he ended up breaking up with me because he said that I wouldn't, I wasn't worthy of getting married and starting a family with big shocker there. Right now. Um, then she met uh, another man, uh, the, the, the second name. Notice the names are getting longer. This gentleman's name was Rockwood, uh, who hated, he just hated seeing Vince's name tattooed in her ass. So on her birthday, on his birthday, actually, she got the word Rockwood tattooed in her ass. Now, that is one heck of a birthday present right there. I mean, if your woman is willing to tattoo your name in her asshole, that is a keeper, right? I mean, 
asshole tattoo, six pack of Charmin Ultra Soft, and the biggest tube of AD ointment you can find at CVS, and you have yourself a winner. Now, she claims Rockwood eventually got her in trouble and, and uh, you know, got thrown in jail. That's a whole other segment altogether, I'm sure. Now, this woman was na- later named Maria Luis Del Rosario. Now, a good thing they didn't get her name tattooed in her ass. I mean, I don't think it would fit. I think if she gave herself some more time and gave her asshole some more use, she would be able to fit her whole name in there. Now, people are, uh, you know, are obviously, uh, you know, I, I have lots of tattoos and, you know, usually, you know, you play some music where you're getting tattooed or something. I'm wondering, did she queue up, you know, Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden? Did she get tattooed to a soundtrack? Maybe she's a butthole surfers fan. I don't know. Uh, I'm all for expressing yourself. I really am. Like I said, I have tattoos. I know lots of people that have tattoos and piercings and all those things. And I'm, I'm totally for them. But I think getting your anus tattooed uh and getting your butthole inked, maybe taking it a little too far here. You know, for the people who say, oh, it's not that big a deal, you know, they'll be able to keep it clean and sanitary. I think anybody who makes the rational decision to say, I want to get my asshole tattooed, should actually have five days of eating curry chicken and an absorbent amount of uh, Mexican food for five days, extra spicy, of course, and then let me know how clean it is. <laughs> there you go. Divided by design, tatted ass pussy riot. Uh, really, really good stuff. And a she, cool bit on that episode as well. She seems like a classy person. We should have tried to get her on the show. <laughs> we should have tried to get her on the show. Hey, how's how's that uh, asshole tattoo treating you? Have you found a longer name to tattoo in your well, asshole? I was going to actually go as far as saying that if, God forbid, I ever dated this woman, which would not have happened. But let's just say, parallel universe, <laughs> I would have changed my name to something like supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Right. I would have gone... At least 20 is, syllables. Is there a point where, like, you know what? Um, you've run out of space. We need to stretch your ass home more so we can fit more letters in it. Uh, I'm sorry. You know what? Actually, it, it, it gives a whole new meaning to blow out your asshole. They actually right. be able to access that right. space. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Maybe she's doing porn now or something. I don't know. Um, I hope so. so. You know, we, we had a good run with, with Unsigned. Um, what was it? 76 shows? 76 episodes. 76 shows. And, um, Last show was um, my grandpa's ashes fitting. Um, we had Jake from New Medicine on that one. Uh, they have new music coming out, by the way. But um, also, so we changed the name to Revelator, and the very first episode was Table Tennis Trash Talk. And uh, Alex Ryder, also uh, you know someone who's been on the show, uh, she's been on the show a couple times actually. I think she was on the twentieth show, and I believe she was also on the fiftieth show of Revelator. Um, really, really good to us, and uh, Alex is you know. Uh, class act, uh, any musician, uh, glad to have her on board and have her support. And, um, you know, as we continue on, we did a bunch of funny bits. Um, here's one of the bits we did. And this one, um, is with Lisa Monroe. <laughs> and, uh, I, I don't know if there's any other way to say it other than just, uh, play the clip and you, you make your own determination there, whether you want to get involved in our, uh, triathlon event. Now this uh, this woman named Tatiana, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce her last name because I can't. Um, unfortunately, uh, holds well, I guess unofficially anyway, holds the world's strongest vagina by virtue of a record of vagina weightlifting. This is according to the Sun. She recently showed off her um, vagina prowess uh, at the body shocking show in England. She inserts a wooden egg into her vagina, and yes. then. Ties a weight, you know, a rope to it and lifts weights. It, you know, is literally just lifting poundage with her vagina. This 40 something old Russian mom says that it took over 20 years for her to become this powerful in her nether region. 
She holds the uh, the record for vagina weightlifting at 31 pounds, which she did in 2009. Afterwards, she was quoted saying, "If if you <laughs> if you exercise your vagina oh five minutes a day, ladies, you will get uh, you will definitely be able to please your man." Now, she doesn't hold the Guinness World Record because uh, there is no Guinness World Record for vagina weightlifting. Now, uh, there should I, be. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, I was thinking that, you know, maybe we could turn this like into an event. I mean, we already have um, stripper pole dance. We could turn this like into a triathlon kind of thing or something, you know. You know, we have yeah. the stripper pole dance competition. Then we have the vagina weightlifting competition. And maybe at that point we could even expand on that vagina weightlifting and see how long they can walk, you know, different weight classes possibly. Maybe we can get Snapper Lawnmower to get involved as a sponsor. So you can get the Snapper trophy for the vagina weightlifting triathlon. I love that. That's good. I, I like that. I want to challenge her. <laughs> do you, how, 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 many, how many pounds do you think you can lift, uh, Lisa? I don't know. I haven't tried, but I mean, I, I mean, I'm not that bored that I'd ever go carve a wooden egg to try and <laughs> put it there to hook it up to it. You know what I'm saying? So, and I, I don't know. I just, I saw the video of her doing this, and it kind of looks like she's doing squats with a slit in her trousers or her pants. She's not, I don't know, are those polyester? It's kind of creepy. But anyway, it is Russia. I'm sorry. But, um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't look exciting. So like 31 pounds, maybe she should take like a big dog or like 100 Yorkies in a little <laughs> basket and then be doing it with that and then be cuter to watch. You know what I mean? No, yeah, you kind of like make like the the tough man competitions where she can, you know, get like, uh, you know, you know, you know little like dogs, the Yorkies. Like the logs. Yeah, the yeah like a log. She could pick up a I mean, log. To, what if they have to carve their own eggs? You know, like the, the the egg has to have a certain weight and diameter, almost like uh, like restrictor plates in NASCAR or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't. You're, now I'm still thinking about how much I think I could lift. <laughs> That's scary. I'm scared. I'd rather be able to pop a ping pong ball and like make it a group sport. You know. <laughs> but I don't know. But her name's Tatiana. I mean, Tatiana, what do people yeah, think? I mean, Aren't they embarrassed? I don't kids. know. I mean, They're probably homeschooled now, you know, because she's on YouTube. Yeah, I, yeah I know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, were you embarrassed by your parents? Like, what does your mom do? You know what I mean? Her, I don't know. If, like, in that show, like, your husband's just in a stance with an ice pack over its crotch, just with this cringe look on his face. <laughs> you know, like, ah, that's that's my wife, Tatiana. She hurt me. Yeah, exactly. Does that scare you? I mean, if there's like a girl who's yes. at a bar and they're like, I just do yoga and the other girl's like, oh, I do like spin and one's like, I do vagina with lips. <laughs> like, what would you, <laughs> who would you got to go with? Um, I would probably do spinning and yoga, but I would, I, I mean, I have to admit, maybe after a couple of years, I would be intrigued. See, I knew that. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I have I have issues. That's that's what it comes down to. No, it's a guy uh, thing, I swear. <laughs> I like the ping pong thing. I think naturally you probably would be able to shoot the wooden egg out naturally. You know, like like you know when they drop the they do the deadlifts in the Olympics and they drop it down. They're like, Ugh! you know, and then she drops it. She just like shoots the wooden egg out real hard. You know, and it hits the oh, floor. That's so bad. You gotta watch your eye if you're her guy. <laughs> right? Like, don't hit the eye. Oh goodness. Yeah. No, it's just uh, freaky. I mean, it's kind of like um. I don't know. You think she's faking it, though? And she's got it rigged up, and it's like a vagina puppet? Like That's like a scary movie, like vagina, puppet, vagina. (laughs) Puppet, vagina. Puppet, vajayjay. No, I I think it's real. I think that she really 
like lifts weights with her vagina. Like what happened to just doing arm curls? You know, like, you know, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. It's it's interesting story and good talking point, obviously. But uh, well, thanks very, very... for having that be my first one. I just really wanted <laughs> right. to say vagina like a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> we have to name this show "Vagina Weightlifting." I swear. Um, it's a good one. Another... It's a good story. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's uh, Lisa Monroe on uh, an early episode of Revelator talking about vagina weightlifting. Now, uh, we didn't actually plan this, but um, several shows later. We had another vagina story. So we had a lot of vagina talk early on in Revelator. In this particular episode, Brown Nut Cookie Ale, Who Wants a Mint? Which is also one of our favorite titles as well. Yeah, definitely. And, and do you want to describe the meaning behind the actual mint? No, you go ahead. Go ahead, man. I, I don't know if I'm going to do it right. No, go ahead. You can do it. All right, all right. It was a story about a kid who was giving out liquid breath mints at high school. Am I correct? Yes, Is this right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was adding a little personal juice. That's right. That's and the right. best part was the reason they figured it out was because one of his fellow students, she was able to discern the taste of semen. Of, I was going to say man juice. <laughs> this is a family show, Ryan. Right. It's a family show. Vagina weightlifting and semen mints, breath mints. Yeah. Well, I mean, high in protein, I, I guess they could be considered whitening <laughs> right. power. Right. <laughs> you drop one of those in before you get on the treadmill, you know? Yeah. Oh, I mean, hey, you're going to burn it off anyway, right? <laughs> right. Or you could just get one of these uh, these uh, these uh, cookies, one of these vagina cookies. I found this story the other night, and I was telling Mike, I was like, you know, sometimes I shouldn't write show content at 1 a.m., but I do sometimes. So I found this story, and the name is perfect. Her name is Portia Gross. Now, Miss Portia Gross, 21, was arrested for allegedly having a crack cookie shoved in her vagina. It gets better. It does get better from there, I'm telling you. It does get better. Now, uh, she was arrested in Florida. A lot of these stories come from Florida. There's something in the water down there, for sure. Uh, she was pulled over originally for having faulty tags uh, on March 9th. Now, the deputy said she was spotted with marijuana in her vehicle and was taken into custody. Uh, and female jail employees conducted a cavity search on Miss Gross when they discovered pieces of crack cocaine cookie hidden in her genitals now a cookie uh is i love the description here a cookie is crack cocaine that has been formed into a round disc typically around three inches across according to the national drug intelligence center a cookie can usually sell between 900 to a thousand dollars that's one delicious cookie i don't know if it's still delicious considering it was stuffed up in miss gross's vagina or not but uh you know i hate to tie the cookie monster into this but hell i have to right i, I can't resist i mean even the cookie monster really really is in the cookies right he really likes them and it got me wondering at 1 a.m Maybe he just really loves cookies. Maybe he really likes vagina cookies. I mean, most people like to dip their cookies in milk. Cookie Monster dips his in vagina. And all you can think is, For this cookie! Bye-bye. Thank you, Cookie Monster, for stopping in for the little cameo tonight. Cookie, cookie, cookie. Cookie, cookie. It's horrible, dude. Oh my! You know, for for uh, people who are hearing some of these bits for the first time, yeah. Not only do we have awesome musicians on, but we do some pretty funny stuff too. And uh, you're looking at some of our uh, titles of Revelator. Uh, so many of them, really good ones. Um, Mike, the, the first one you had on here was uh, 
killer dwarf tossing an oleander. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I just want I just want to disclaim here. Obviously, uh, killer dwarf, uh, rush dwarf, rush dwarf, killer dwarf was on, and oleander was on. Yeah. The tossing was. We the had tossing out. was just something that had to happen, you know. Yeah, it just kind of fit. Um, yeah, no, that was a good double show there because Oleander had just come back after a, a long stint and had some new tracks, some really good tracks too. Yeah, and um, uh, we tried to invite ourselves over over to uh, Thomas uh, Flowers' house because he was like, "Man, he's like, I'm hanging out in my uh, my big cozy house." I was like, "Well, great, we're bringing the kids over for uh, for <laughs> vacation, you know, while you guys are on tour." So hope you don't mind. Um, and Russ, you know, couldn't have been any uh, more humble. A really, really awesome guy. And uh, we, you know, we, we reported that. Uh, um, several weeks ago, he was in a uh, bus accident uh, after Rocklahoma. He's actually okay now. He's out. Everything's good, good. Uh, w- with uh, Russ. And again, uh, one of the best guys uh, you know we- we've had a fortune to talk to. You know, uh, yeah. really humble, kind of an old school guy, man. Really cool cat. He's true. He's honest. Yeah, he's a real person. He's yeah. not, you know. So, uh, next up, episode twenty-two, detachable wristwatch. Ah, the detachable wristwatch. That's a an interesting title for a lot of reasons. Um, the band Will Powerless is on that episode, and uh, really cool cats. Those guys are working on some new material. But um, the detachable wristwatch was uh, we had a story uh, about some guy whose penis was missing. So we did the, like the whole detachable penis thing, yeah. and it turns out that these guys Will Powerless were on a t- on tour with a band that used to play the wristwatch game. And I had to ask, of course, what the wristwatch game is. And uh, it was one of those things where they, uh, you know, they say, "Hey, what time is it?" And they they pull out their uh, their their penis and put it on a wristwatch. You get them to look at your penis on your on your wrist, and that was the wristwatch game. I don't know what the scoring was on that. <laughs> you know, they had a scoring system. I don't remember. Um, you know that, what? That details, but it's kind of like when you look down and somebody's doing this, and you got to punch them yeah. three times. And yeah, except it's just penis. It's just penis. Like, hey, look at my penis watch. What's retaliation? I mean, is is looking at you the have penis to slap enough? it? I hope not. Well, you know, no, like, I, I wasn't going to go there. I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> I was talking to you, kick him in the shed. Right. In addition to making you look at their genitals, <laughs> they, you get kicked in the shed. <laughs> no, the uh, the other one we had on here was uh, dead monks and sunken pirate ships, which is uh, Brian Fair from Shadows Fall. Um, it's only because we got talking about Brian about his um his history as a beer connoisseur um, when he was living in Boston at the time, and then uh he was I mean he's I got to be such a beer snob I only drank beer that was crafted by uh, dead monks on sunken pirate ships. <laughs> now, see, that's a great title for a show, and that's kind of how that thing came to be. Um, now episode thirty two, Elmo kills. That's what he does. What was this about? I, you know what? I, I, I wish I actually remembered Hold what on, this I'm was go, about. I'm looking up the episode right now because this is something that I... I who was on? Jake Nolan from uh, uh, Paramedic. The, the Paramedic, Paramedic was on yeah. uh, Bulletooth Records. And uh, Oh, you know what? There was a Chuck E. Cheese brawl, apparently, that was uh, reported on. We're playing loose there. Yeah, I'm not sure, exactly sure how we tied in. It was that Walmart robbers, Chuck E. Cheese brawl, um, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Hard telling there as far as how we wrapped in Elmo with all that, but um, I'm sure it was pretty classly and done in well taste. Oh, I'm sure it was. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, the next one, uh, speaking of taste, is lubed up for Christmas. Yeah. yeah that was, lubed up one. for Christmas was a interesting Christmas show, mostly music, but I ended up sharing a really bizarre story, and we'll just kind of let that go as it is. And um, the you next one we have, 
Lubed up for Christmas? Yeah, come do, on. do you have it? No, I don't have it, but go ahead and tell the story. Oh, <laughs> the story. For, okay. <laughs> well, um, lubed up for Christmas. That was um, obviously a Christmas show. We had all kinds of music on there. Um, you know, Pop Evil, Throw the Fight, uh, uh, Black Lodge, so on and so forth, you know. But um, the lubed up for Christmas, that came to be as a um, a, a weird Christmas gift my, my mom had gotten me. Yeah. She got me like this big bottle of lotion. Yeah, so like, then we, uh, no, naturally we we tied it lubed up for Christmas because sometimes you know in the holiday season, you just kind of you, you got to get lubed up for it. you know whether it's <laughs> lotion or uh, some type of a whiskey. I prefer the whiskey and beer route, but in this particular case, um, it was lotion. Like it was a really odd gift by my mom, and you've met my mom, and she's you know she's a nice lady and all, but. Yeah, big ass bottle of lotion. You know, like, I mean, what kind of message a, was that? I don't know what kind of message that is. You know, <laughs> so, like, that's a uh, you know, you have I, I, maybe my elbows are a little more ashier than they used to be, or my knees or something. You know, like I mean, just you know, keep my skin hydrated. You know, remember this. What this comes down to is your mother really cares about your skin. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. I am comfortable with my own skin. Um, <laughs> to share that story with you a second time. Okay. Um, and this one, one of our favorite ones, one of our recent ones, episode 54 with uh, the band Miss May I. And this one is Miss May I have your hot pocket? I'm moving a little slow tonight. I had a hot pocket for dinner. Uh, good to see I'm not the only white trash here. I buy the hot pockets. I go in grocery stores. I'm like, oh, I'll get these. I've never eaten a Hot Pocket and then afterwards been, I'm glad I ate that. I'm always like, I'm going to die. I paid for that? Did I eat it or rub it on my face? My back hurts. Oh. I was looking at a box of Hot Pockets. They have a warning printed on the sign. So, warning, you just bought Hot Pockets. Hope you're drunk or heading home to a trailer. You hillbilly enjoy the next NASCAR event. Hot pockets. There you have it. That's, that's uh, <laughs> a. It was, I remember the story was um, a guy had actually broke into a um, you know, massage parlor or something. It was a massage it parlor. It was a massage parlor. And I, it, we just thought it was really weird that the massage parlor had hot pockets in the back. Like what kind of? I mean, like, well, you know, you you have like the mud bath, the mud bath. Right? You have like the seaweed the on your pocket. face. You 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 get the hot pocket. <laughs> Can I have the hot pocket well, rubbed down? It could also be an Alabama hot pocket. <laughs> Alabama, hot but we're not talking that. <laughs> Look that up on your own. This is a family show. <laughs> Google Google Alabama hot pocket. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. rub that on my face. Um, uh. Oh no! Don't do that! Don't do that, kids. Um, in another <laughs> episode, we had. Um, episode 58, Armed to the Snatch. And um, that was one about a, a chick actually in the good old state of Tennessee where I reside um, had taken a pistol and shoved it up her vagina. But we have, we've actually done a lot of shows with, with people stuffing stuff into their asses or in their vaginas. Um, so I don't know if, if that's something about us or... Um, about the show in general or people in general. Actually. Well, just to give you an idea, 30% of the content we've talked about tonight has to do with vaginas. 
That's fantastic. This is the best of show, the best of vaginas. <laughs> this is the best of vagina show. Um, you know, you know, one thing we also uh, I've been doing on the show uh, periodically is then a story time with Ryan. That's kind of um, you know we haven't done one in quite some time. You know, it was just recently the Fourth of July, and um, I got this big ass burn on my thumb, right? And I, I've uh, there's been some firework stories that I haven't been able to live down even to this day. So um, hanging out and um, our, our friend Sean and his wife Erica he used to live in Cincinnati. He was playing in this uh, uh, band, the uh, All Knowing. And uh, you know we're down there for Fourth of July. This is some time ago. And uh, you know, so I bring uh, this big, huge PCP pipe cannon thing that I had made. And uh, so I come down, and Erica's like, "What in the hell is that?" I go, "It's my, it's my fireworks cannon." You know, you can drop about anything in this thing, you know, Roman candles, bottle rockets, whatever you want to drop in it, you know? And, um, so we're supposed to go to this party as a guitar player's house. I mean, I, I've met their guitar player, Johnny, a couple times and, uh, you know, uh, so we go down to, uh, his, uh, house in Cincinnati for this, uh, 4th of July party. We've been drinking and partying all day, lighting up bottle rockets like crazy. And, um, so we're at this party, you know, and you guys like, yeah, he's like, yeah, you can light fireworks. Always confirm when you show up at someone's house with a fireworks cannon whether or not you were allowed to light fireworks first. That's the first rule. So I did I did pass the first test. Uh, okay. So uh he was like, Yeah, sure, I don't care what the hell, you know. So um so we uh, we start, you know, dropping bottle rockets and we're drinking and we're partying and uh little did I know that the uh the end of my cannon had gotten loose and it you know was going to fall over, I unbeknownst to me. Um so I dropped this um ten shot Roman candle in it and it falls over and it you know, and I didn't realize it had fallen over when I light it and stuff it down in the tube, and it tips over and it's firing out the back towards my wife and his wife, and they're both sitting in these chairs and it fires right between them. I think Erica actually got burned on the arm, so it's still to this day every Fourth of July when I when I see them, they're like Erica's like, "Do you have your fireworks cannon with you?" And I'm like, "No, I didn't bring a fireworks cannon, but I do have fireworks." You know, and um, so I was able to light some uh, fireworks off at like one in the morning on Fourth of July night. After you know, I always have to drink a good amount of alcohol first before you start filling with explosives. Um, so this year, you know, I, I light all these crazy explosives and stuff. The thing that burnt the hell out of my thumb was a freaking sparkler. I'm talking, I got this nasty ass burn on my thumb too from a sparkler. I mean, it's nasty. They all pussed over and hardened. I think my, you know, it, the burn is so bad that the fingerprint technology on my iPhone doesn't recognize my thumb anymore. I have to use my other hand. That's how bad my thumb is burnt. <laughs> there you go. I could have went somewhere with that, but switching hands, but I'm not. <laughs> like I said, this is a family show. Right. This is a story time with Ryan, uh, uh, the best of edition. And uh, here's a couple of my, I, I think you'll really enjoy. But uh, this sparked my the last time I ever took LSD, and I, I was debating whether or not I wanted to tell the story or not tonight. And I went back and forth with it, and I was like, you know what? Uh, I gotta tell it. It's a good one. So uh, I'm, uh, 18 years old, maybe, maybe 19 at the oldest. And uh, I was still living with my parents at the time. And, uh, I had, uh, you know, was working some crappy job. And, uh, after work, you know, working afternoons, I decided, you know, I'm gonna take some LSD, LSD and on a little liquid sugar cube and, and have myself a nice evening. Now, most of the evening, I can't tell you. I only can recall the, uh, the night turning into morning, I finally make my way home somehow, some way. And I remember, you know, my vision had not restored itself. You know, it was still very distorted and just, you know, things were fluttering and floating. And 
expanding and contracting and, you know, things were a little weird for me, you know? So uh, I decided, you know, I go in my room. I'm like, I'm going to try to sleep. Now, if anyone who's done LSD knows, it's very, very difficult to try to sleep. So uh, I remember laying in my bed, trying to calm myself down. I'm calming myself. I'm calming myself. Deep breaths. <sighs> All right. I close my eyes. I'm like, maybe, you know, if I open my eyes again, maybe my vision will kind of come back. Right. I open my eyes and it looks like the ceiling is breathing on me. <sighs> Like the ceiling is just coming down and coming up and coming down and coming up. I'm like, oh shit, it's not going away. My vision, you know. So I'm like, now I'm starting to get the cold sweats a little bit because now I'm starting to freak out a little bit, you know. And uh, so I, I'm like, man, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. We'll wash up, wash my face a little bit, you know, and kind of calm down, right? So I get in the bathroom. At the time, my uh, my mom had this seashell border, and it had different colors on it. And I remember sitting there, you know, I'm in there and I'm washing my face. I look in the mirror and everything's just kind of like, and uh, so I'm sitting there, you know, with, with my, my hands in my head, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of curled up a little bit on, on the floor and I'm kind of freaking out a little bit, you know, at 18 years old. And I remember the seashell border was like the ticker on CNN going around the room, blue, yellow, green, purple, red, blue, yellow, green, purple, red, like just dancing. You know what I mean? Like it was like a really weird acid trip Disney ticker thing scrolling around the room i'm like oh my god i gotta get out of here you know so i get out of there and uh so i'm freaking out you know i'm freaking out i'm like man i gotta maybe i go outside go outside is good you know get some air right so i go outside now at the time uh in between my house and, and, and mike can test this knowing me for quite some time in between my uncle's house who lived quite quite a ways away uh there used to be like i don't know maybe 20 or 30 hickory trees you know and uh my uncle on just just particular given day was had this crew come in with these uh these I, I don't even know what necessarily the technical word for it is but uh these you know basically you know machines coming in and they're grabbing these hickory trees about halfway up and snapping them in half and bringing half the tree down laying on the ground then they have these like team of guys with chainsaws cutting up these chainsaws and taking the rest of the tree down right now mind you i'm tripping on lsd watching this happen okay and i'm, I'm just mesmerized you know so i'm like i'm gonna go over and have conversation with my uncle, which is always really smart. Um, and I'm um, sitting there, and uh, he's like, man, he's like, uh, you have a rough night? You know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, kind of. You know, I'm a little pale, and, you know, everything's a little blurry to me, you know, and fuzzy. And I'm just, I'm just mesmerized of, of the trees that are being snapped in half. You know, these big, you know, 40, 50-foot hickory trees that are being snapped like twigs in front of me while tripping on LSD. And uh, so he hands me a spray paint can. He goes, see those trees on the, 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 the woods there? He's like, go mark those trees. I'm like, all right, awesome. So I'm out there shaking the can, marking X's on these trees. I don't even know what I'm just marking trees at this point. I'm just like, this is awesome. This is great. You know, marking trees, marking trees, you know, and he comes over and he grabs his can from me. He's like, I think that'll be enough, you know? And uh, so I'm like, all right, well, uh, I, I should probably call it a day. You know, I, I, I've been out all night, you know, and, you know, working and stuff. I, you know, I got to get back home, you know, and uh, I ended up taking, you know, some uh, getting some medication finally coming down, you know, but uh, for the longest time, I never thought my vision was going to restore itself from the ceiling breathing, <laughs> the seashell border rolling around like the CNN ticker and stuff. So that was the last time I, I did LSD. Thus, making the conclusion to this you know what's fun to do on lsd everything everything is fun there you go that's my uh last time i took lsd story for you on story time with ryan um i think episode uh revelator was at 31 maybe 31 episode 31 that's yeah. also um uh greg from art of dying is on that episode as well very good stuff yeah yeah but um 
another um, story time with Ryan. We actually got a few of these here, and uh, they get better. Uh, um, what's the, what's the next one we got here, Mike? What's the? This is uh, your experience of being interviewed when you are still a virgin of radio on oh, WRRL. Yes, yes, this is actually a story I told uh, the last time that we were in studio together, I believe. This was, yeah, this was uh, last time we were physically in the studio. Yeah, so um, this is a good one. This is uh, a story about uh, my uh, my start uh, at old uh, AM 1440 with good old Big Jim Wilson in uh, Warren, Ohio. Check this out. This is a good one. I want to talk about, uh, this kind of falls right into story time with Ryan, and, and uh, you, you've known me for a long time, Mike, about the... Uh, you know, my radio career up and down as it's been, you know, but, um, this story actually struck me. This is uh, I don't know if this is one of those real stories. It's one of those things kind of hard to confirm if it's a real story or not, but even if, even if it's uh not true, it's still pretty hilarious. It says, uh, dear son, although I believe that, uh, you know, it's well and good and healthy for you to be, uh, you know, bashing the Bishop and spanking the monkey. I would appreciate it if you do not use my, uh, my personal lubricants, uh, or my lotions, uh, and so I bought you a uh, personal lubricant so you can go ahead and wax your dolphin sign. Love mom. <laughs> was he, uh, did she, did he be, by any chance, was he using Jerkins lotion? I don't know if he's using Jerkins <laughs> or not. I mean, I've, I've got a bottle of lotion he could use, I guess. You know, my mom gave me a bottle of lotion that, you know, we talked about it, the Christmas show, but, uh, this, the story time with Ryan actually comes, dates back to my very, very first time ever being on the radio. Oh, and uh, I'm actually still in high school and I was working, uh, as an intern uh, at WRRO AM fourteen forty Sports Talk, Northeast Ohio, and uh, I'm moving stuff. <laughs> but uh, so uh, in the the morning show there, it was my uh, job to shadow the morning show because I wanted to be a morning show host. And it ended up being, you know, I did some mornings, but anyway. So uh, Big Jim Wilson is the uh, is the morning show guy at AM fourteen forty Sports Talk, and and you know some funny stuff too. And I got to go in there. It's the first interview I ever did in my life. And uh, I'm 17, 18 years old. And I go in there and I, you know, I ask my questions and I'm nervous. You know, I've never been on the radio. I'm there. And he's, you know, Big Jim Wilson was a big guy. You know, you, you've, you've met Big Jim Wilson. He's a big dude. Uh, the guy had his own collection of broken chairs and he called him Big Jim Wilson for nothing. You know, he's probably 350 on a good day. You know what I mean? <laughs> he always, you know, he was, uh, he was a hot dog shop visit in a, a, a Dunkin' Donuts, uh, donut and a coffee away from 375 you know yeah but um so i do all my uh all my questions and inquiries and you know and i'm you know a little nervous and i'm asking my questions and mind this is being recorded and i have to play this in front of my class that i'm in so uh you know he's oh well you know i answered all your questions ryan i appreciate you coming on you seem like a, a nice young man you know and then he hits me with it what's he hit me with the question the masturbation question <laughs> at 17 years old he goes, he asked me some other questions. He kind of leads me in. He, you know, tags me along with it, you know, slowly tugging on the rope and he pulls me in. I'm stuck. I'm alive on the radio. There's <laughs> nothing I can do. He goes, so, uh, he's like, I remember when I was 17, you know, I, you know, he's, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of luck with ladies. So I used to, you know, you know, spend a lot of time in the shower. He's like, you spend a lot of time in the shower. He's like, you, uh, you a soap guy. He's like, you, uh, you more of a soap guy or a lotion guy. And I'm, <laughs> I'm just like deer in headlights, 17 years old on the radio. I have no idea what to say. Uh, and uh, I'm like, I, you know, so I answer. I'm like, oh, I soap sometimes, you know. <laughs> and, uh, 
<laughs> so I'm like, yeah, you know, and he's like, well, you got to be careful with that. He's like, you know, he's like, I used to use a lot of soap too. He's like, it chafes. You got to be careful. You got to, you got to, you got to time that out correctly. You don't want to spend a whole lot of time with the soap in the shower. You know, he's like, one, well, your parents are going to kind of lead on, you know, why is this guy, why is this kid taking 25 minute showers all the time? And, uh, you know, so I was like, well, thanks for the advice. You know, I appreciate that. I'm just completely <laughs> embarrassed, you know? And, uh, then, then we, he wraps it up and we do a couple other things, but that's the only thing I can remember of all the things that he asked me. I'm sure he asked me about what I want to do in radio and all those things, but the only thing I got out of that, um, experience, my first radio experience was talking about jerking off with soap. Did your class actually listen to it? We actually had to listen to it. And I was in a small, uh, special class for entertainment and marketing and I had to go in and play this for him. <laughs> and, uh, the, uh, the look on the faces of my, fellow students was was interesting because they were you know i wouldn't say they were goody two-shoes but okay now f it yeah they were they really were i mean they were uh they were they were around pretty tight now my teacher thought it was hilarious that they you know that big jim wilson and the guys from am 1440 played that joke on me on air it's not like we're in some side room and i'm doing the interview you know at his desk in his office no no no, we're live on air (laughs) you know eight nine o'clock in the morning for that drive commute you know, nothing, nothing embarrassing more about a 17 year old boy talking about masturbating with soap to a, to a man he's only met probably three or four times, you know? So, uh, that was my, uh, that story time with Ryan. That's the very first time I ever, uh, interviewed anybody on the radio. And, uh, you know, yeah. I, have, I have a question for you though. Yeah. Uh, you had a show on AM 1440. I did. The unsigned hour. Yes. Great show. I used to stop in whenever I could to, to be in studio to experience it live. And I remember after your show, they, they had another show. It was called Teen Talk, and it was mm-hmm. uh, it was two female hosts. I think you ran the board. I was forced to produce that show. Yes. Did yeah. you ever did you ever consider running your masturbation interview just during the middle of Teen Talk? Like, oh, oh, technical error. <laughs> no, but I, I did. Uh, I, I remember one time Big Jim Wilson called in on Easter Sunday, and I actually got reprimanded for this one. But uh, he called in on Easter Sunday, and uh, mind you, Easter Sunday on AM radio, and uh, he calls in as the Easter Bunny. Really? And uh, he was like, oh, I gave everyone nice candy. I hope everybody found their eggs and stuff. And I said, hey, Easter Bunny, I didn't get any candy at all. I would have settled for a chocolate penis. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, his, his, and he actually refrained from laughing because he thought it was actually funny. But yeah. as the program director also of AM 1440, I was also reprimanded because <laughs> during the Teen Talk show, you should not be talking about chocolate penises. Oh, you called it during Teen Talk, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Geez. Yeah. So uh, I was like, well, I was forced to produce the show and it. You know, I don't get to crack the mic very often, and it, you know, chocolate penis came out of my mouth. So, well, it's better than going in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I guess it is, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, better better than uh, old chocolate penis. There you go. Uh, that's our story time with Ryan, uh, the AM fourteen forty edition, and uh, we, we've got a couple more of the best of, and um, I, I think we saved probably the 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 best two for last, and that's the. Um, which one? The, the is the the clown one here? Is that the we we'll do clown? Yeah, yeah nice. the clown one. Okay, yeah, yeah. The, the the clown one. And your favorite is uh, the the hangover. Oh yeah, the hangover one. I don't. I mean, dude, they're all phenomenal. Every and single one uh, of these is phenomenal. But uh, the hangover. I I was you weren't in studio for that one. Yeah, and, no, no, no. And no. I was I literally in post production. I had to mute myself the entire time because <laughs> I was just doubled over laughing. I was bawling. <laughs> I couldn't breathe at points. So. Yeah, I mean, um, and, and for for uh, people who may be uh, hearing some of these clips for the first time, or um, or maybe you had forgot about like the story time with Ryan stuff. Um, 
hopefully you enjoy them. These are real stories. These are things that um, I've shared with you about my life, and either you're going to go, God, this guy is jacked up, um, or, uh, you know, hey, I've lived a pretty fun life. You know, I still got, I, there's so many stories that I haven't even got to, yeah. um, that I'm sure as we continue on with, uh, with Revelator, you, you will hear them. But, um, this one here is a story about, um, my mom and, and me as a, uh, teenager. Um, yeah, we'll just roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. Okay. All right. Let me just say it. Okay. So in my teenage years, right? My mom, mom, if, if you're listening, I'm sorry that I'm telling this story. <laughs> but, uh, uh, and a lot of you will probably wonder this probably shed a lot of light on the, the reason I am the way I am, maybe. But, um, <laughs> my mom actually trained to be a clown, uh, in my teenage years from the age of like 15 to 17, 18 years old. And this is my, my dad, my dad was still around at the time. And, uh, you know, he, he just, you know, my dad was kind of a quiet guy and he just kind of was like, ah, that's what you want to do, you know, you know, <laughs> and, uh, my mom did this, uh, you know, did this, she took it serious. She did the classes and had like the outfit and the makeup and the squeaky noise, nose and the whole deal, you know, and, uh, there's this really weird period where, you know, once you get your clowning certificate or what, or what have you, that you have to start practicing balloon animals, right? So, uh, my mom is, you know, sitting around the house with this pump and the, you know, the, the pump they use to blow up the balloons and stuff. And she's making these balloon animals all over the place. They're everywhere. There's just balloon animals everywhere, you know, and, uh, drafts and hats and dogs and all those cool little things, you know, and like, I guess if I were like 10, it'd probably be pretty cool. Like, oh, my mom's a clown. My mom's clown name, if you're curious, by the way, is actually Sadie, Sadie the clown. And, uh, for those of you who know my mom, this is creepy, right? Mike, you, you, uh, you're going to test this. I, I think you had forgot about it until I mentioned it. Also, you had apparently had blocked it out as well as I had. Yeah, it was a traumatic experience and I had to, uh, I had to dig deep to, to find. I forgot <laughs> the name Sadie. I thought it was Pennywise. <laughs> right. So, uh, I remember, um, one night and, you know, I wasn't the, the perfect teenager by any means. So I had, you know, I went out and, you know, I, <laughs> partaked in some some drugs and some marijuana and, and there during those days way 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 more than i do now that's for sure um and uh i remember you know sneaking in at curfew time you know way after curfew and uh you know sneaking in i'm like man i'm just gonna i'm just gonna crash in on the couch you know i'm just gonna slide it in I'm not gonna worry about working getting down the hallway and all that stuff i'm just gonna get onto the couch pass out and i'm good right I don't turn any lights on or anything. I just, you know, slip the shoes off, you know, sneak a little water out of the, you know, out of the fridge, you know, and, uh, so I'm creeping, I'm creeping, you know, I get to the couch. I'm like, yeah, I made it. I'm, I'm golden. You know, I'm going to make it. And little do I know that my mom had been up that night practicing balloon animal making. So she had to do something with the balloon animals and she had put them on the couch. So mind you, I'm inebriated. I'm stoned. I'm drunk. And I'm trying to be as quiet as possible because I'm way at past curfew. And, uh, so I, you know, I, boom, I, I hit the couch and it's just, you know, you know, that noise, the, the squeaky noise, you know, like the balloons, you know, and it's just, there's a bunch of them. There's tons of them. So I'm, I'm swimming in a couch full of squeaky balloons, right? 
And I'm like, what the hell? You know? So I finally, you know, I, I finally get them all off and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so busted. And I end up getting busted. My mom ends up waking up, you know, and it's like, are you just getting home? I'm like, what is with the balloon animals? And it was just like this big talk about her, you know, being a clown and stuff. And it was really, really awkward. And a lot of it I've, I've blocked out. So I can't really share specifics with you, but, uh, there you go. Um, so that's why there's a shortage of clowns, I think, is because, uh, it's just traumatizing to your children, you know, I think is what it, what the moral of the story is. So we'll move on tonight. Um, I'm glad that everybody's going to let me do therapy. That's great. There you go. Thanks for that therapy session. I appreciate it. Uh, story time with Ryan and uh, my mom, AKA Sadie the clown. Um, you know, I, I think the next time I see my mom, I'm going to ask her if she still knows how to make balloon animals. What would you, she probably does. I think it's like riding a bike. I don't think you ever forget. <laughs> you forget. Yeah, right. What? I want a doggy. Oh, hey, can I get a doggy? Yeah, yeah. I want a giraffe. A giraffe. You yeah. Know, uh, I wonder if she can do a bicycle. Or could she do a wiener dog? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> hey, can you get a wiener dog? Um, yeah, so we roll along here with uh, the best of Unsigned and, and Revelator and Omnis.tv. Um We have one more um, Ryan Unsigned, and this is um, probably one of my favorite ones, too. This is it's this one of mine, is, yeah. This is a good one, and again, a very, very true story uh, from top to bottom. And, um, you know, I was thinking when we were looking at this clip, and I actually remember the hangover night. And this was at your house, actually, at your parents' house. Was it? It was the spice rum night. It was a spice. Oh, this is the, we went uh, night fishing. Yes. We went night fishing, and uh, my brother, my younger brother was... Graduate, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> he was graduating. This is the best thing. He was graduating from high school, and uh, the following day, he had not only his commencement ceremony, but he also had his open house. And so we took it upon ourselves to take him back night fishing, get him drunk, so that that following day was a living hell. Because it's not already monotonous as it is having to right. say hi to all your family members. Right. Let's just do it when you feel like shit. Yeah. I remember this. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a story before we get into this right, because okay. yeah. All right. So we're walking up from night fishing, and it's you and and Sean and 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 I was there, and I think Jackie was there. There was a handful of people yeah, there. People there, yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember you were not you were not having a good time walking back up. I remember you were already okay. yeah yeah you were rocked pretty hard, and uh, oh, yeah. and Chris was screaming that he was telling us that he felt like his insides were on fire. I remember that, right. and. Uh, I, I I don't remember exactly when I got sick, but it was before I got in the house. But Ryan waited until he got in the house to get sick, and he got sick all over <laughs> the the first floor guest bathroom. This is now this is the bathroom that was going to be open to all of the what hundred and some people that were going to come to my parents' house. So Ryan goes into the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> he vomits he doesn't hit the toilet like more than 50 percent of the time all right so like there's this puke like not only on the rim of the toilet but there's puke on the wall you know there's puke on on the the toilet paper dispenser right there's puke all over the floor there is puke on the water tank behind and so i remember ryan you came out because i mean you were puking pretty loud <laughs> i've never been so sick before ever. right so you come out from that from the from the bathroom dude and I remember I I knew you were puking because you could have woke up the entire block and I a country block is what about ten miles you know square right. you know hundred yeah. miles squared brutal and uh, 
so I remember, uh, you know, you're like, oh, man, I'm so sorry I puked. I cleaned up. Don't worry. So I decided to go in to double check. <laughs> now, mind you, I'm seeing about three of everything myself. So I, I realized Ryan is so just so beyond, you know, in, in such bad shape. His attempt at cleaning up the vomit was... Bad it was, it was yeah. It was really he used bad. One square. Let's put it that yeah, way. He used one square. square. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I go in there and I clean up the bathroom as best as I could. Again, I'm seeing two or three of everything, and I think I do a pretty smashing job. Now, mind you, my mom had spent the entire like two days previous. I mean, getting the house ready for the Pope to arrive. All right, and all I remember is the next morning. It was probably six, seven thirty in the morning. At most, because we were rudely woke, awoken by my mom. She was screaming, using four-letter words I had never heard her use before in our lives. Who the f***? What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I took the blame, and it was only a couple of years ago that I finally said, ah, well, it wasn't me. That was Ryan. So <laughs> She was probably pissed. She was pissed, too. She was at that. No, I mean, yeah. the stuff we've been telling her at Thanksgiving, she's, right. she's surprised we're alive. So <laughs> right. with that being said, I think it's perfect that we can now lead into. This is the morning after of that. I, had, I, I did not realize this was it. Yeah, but all right, yeah. here we go. This is the hangover. Worst hangover I ever had. I'm, uh, I'm not even 21 yet. And uh, I was working at this um, little diner called the Country Corner Cafe, the CCC. And uh, so I'm, I, I, I was a breakfast cook there. You know, it's like a... Saturday or Sunday morning or something. And I've been up drinking really heavily the night before. And I'm really sick. I mean, I'm like, I'm like dry heave vomit sick, right? So I'm driving into work and I'm like, man, I gotta cook. I gotta go. Not only am I, am I dry heaving vomit sick, I'm going to cook eggs. Okay. I'm going to cook eggs for people at seven in the morning. Okay. So I'm just a glutton for punishment all the way around here, right? Now, little do I know that I'm running late to work because there is a parade that is kind of finished up and is dissipated at this particular weekend. And I had no um, idea this was happening or I would have taken a different route. So I'm on uh, one of the main uh, drags there in, in the town that I grew up in. And then I'm fighting, I'm fighting the vomit. At first, I kind of let it come up and I swallow it down, you know, cause I'm, I'm, cause I'm an idiot. And, um, so I'm like, fine, I can't, I can't, I can't hold it in. It's got to come out. It's got to. And mind you, there was just a parade that came through. There's still quite a lot of people there, you know, with their kids. And, you know, it's, and, um, no, again, I'm running late to, to my breakfast shift, like really late. Like I'm supposed to be there at seven. I'm really late, you know? And, uh, so I have to stop and open my car door. And I'm just, bleh, bleh, just, I mean, just dry heaving, just, you know, my ribs hurt. You know, dry heave in front of all these people. I'm driving a vehicle, hanging out the car door, dry heaving, just, bleh, you know, just projectile splash, you know, on the, on the pavement. So I finally make it to work and I get the whole lecture. You're hours late. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, look, you're lucky I came in at all. You know, like I feel like hell. You know, so, uh, at this time, you know, the, the breakfast rush is really going and I now, and I'm, I'm the egg guy, you know, so I, you know, it's, you know, 10 sunny side up eggs and hash browns and you know I'm, I'm i mean it's just you know the raw egg is there and i'm salt and pepper them and i'm like man i, I can't do this i i gotta i gotta throw up again right well i can't throw up in the kitchen in the sinks or anything obviously right so i have to run and we didn't have an employee bathroom at the time so i have to run out through the through the dining room into the bathroom okay 
<laughs> so, uh, mind you, I, if anyone knows me, I'm a loud, I'm a loud puker. I'm a loud dry heaver. All right. So all these people are eating their breakfast and stuff, you know, and, uh, I'm in the bathroom and it's just a little place. It's not a very big little, it's a little cafe, right? And I'm in the bathroom. I mean, I'm letting it out. I'm just splash, splashing in the toilet. It is loud. So you mind, you know, you gotta hear the cook comes out, runs into the bathroom and dry heats for 10 minutes. You're there eating your sunny side up eggs, you know, and you hear the cook in the bathroom yakking it up for 10 minutes. And I come out and I'm like, woo. I'm like, yeah, I feel a little better. I feel a little refreshed, you know. And the look on people's faces is priceless. So, um, yeah, the shocking truth about hangovers. There you go. Um, don't drink too much when you have to be at work in the morning. That's all I can really say to that. Unless, you know, you're okay with it and you're a professional, um, and you can handle it. But if you got, you know, if you're, uh, if you're, uh, if you're someone under the age of 21, keep that story in mind. You don't want to be in that scenario. Okay. I did it. So you don't have to. All right. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so there you go. That's the whole uh, gamut right there on Ryan's uh, story time. And um, for th- for those of you who are, man, where's the Walmart stuff? I, you know, uh, um, gosh, you know, those kind of go hand in hand there. Walmart stories, there's a, they're of abundance. But um, <sighs> there you go. I, I'm literally, I mean, I, I've heard that a couple times, and I'm and I'm still, um, I still die laughing every time I hear. Yeah. You know, it cracks me every single time. Um, literally, I, I'm fighting back tears here. It's you know, hysterical. <laughs> I can um, breathe. Oh man. You know, uh, Mike, it's been a good run here on, on uh, the the Omnis Network, man, and I, I want to thank you um, for everything you've done, man, for, uh, gosh, over three years of shows, man, all this material, 143 shows or something like that. I mean, it's, yeah. um, you know, tons of shows, tons of guests. I don't think we ever thought uh, when we started we would get some of the guests we've gotten, you know, from uh, you know Clint Lowry, the guys from Clutch, and, you know, tons of people. I mean, just, you know, heck, we didn't know if we'd ever get any guests at all. You yeah. know, um, hell, it wasn't even an interview show in the beginning. No, it wasn't an interview show. It was a, a uh, show. it was a sports call-in show, and we, you know, talked some other stuff. And it's, it's evolved and changed quite a bit. And yeah, uh, we kind of found our uh, our niche there. And we've had a lot of uh, we've had a lot of good times doing the show, and you know, a lot of good nights talking and and hanging out and you know, yeah. recording material and putting stuff together. And I hope uh, everyone um, has has enjoyed the stuff we've done. It's obviously, you know, again, it's not over. Head on over to. Uh, RevelatorShow.com and um, Michael still, you know, you pop it in here and there, and yeah, um, we'll still have all kinds of cool interviews and all that good stuff. But um, Mike, is there anything you want to uh, you want to say here to close out, man? Man, I don't know. I uh, kind of speechless at this point. You know, I I I don't want the show obviously to end. I don't want the show to leave. But for personal reasons, it had to move on. And I, I that's all I'm going to say. It's uh, Ryan, you're like a brother to me. Yeah, I've known you. I mean, yeah, you know, same. you've held back my hair when I vomited, you know, <laughs> you've buttoned my blouse, <laughs> right. you zip my dress. No, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I'm going to do everything I can to, to obviously help out whenever I can. I, I, I will say this though. Um, you're somebody that doesn't need any help. Um, you know, a few years back when I, I reached out to you and I said, Hey, have you heard a podcast? Um, I couldn't think of a better person to crack a mic than you. Um, I mean, ever since I've known you, you've always wanted to be on the radio. And, and, and I look at you as somebody who was born 
30 years too late because of what happened to radio. And so, um, hell, I'm going off on a tangent here. But what I'm trying to say is uh, there's nobody more deserving of of the audience that you have and the guests that you've had on. You know, and you, you made that comment, you know, we're surprised that we – I'm not actually surprised. I'm not because – um, you know, content is king, and I can't think of someone who puts better content together than you. I, I listen to a lot of content. I'm I'm a content junkie. I'm a podcast addict. Right. I uh, I'm trying to start up the a twelve you know step program, but the first step is, well, I think it has to do with something with below her hair. So <laughs> Don't talk about podcasts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but in all in all honesty, I mean, everyone that's listening. You know, I can't echo it enough. I'm going to do whatever I can to, of course, broadcast as best I can. Revelatorshow.com. Go over there now. Um, if you're just discovering Revelator and, you know, this episode's months old, this is not the last episode. This is not the last episode. Um, it'll continue to go on. And in my opinion, it's only going to get better because, you know, I'm not going to encourage anyone to go back and listen to episode two. <laughs> right, right, I'm not yeah. going to encourage yeah, anyone to go back rough. and listen to the first 16 or 17. That's the reason why they're not available right now. No, right. but um, <laughs> for sound was, quality reasons, for sound, sound quality. Sound quality reasons, oh yeah. yeah. Content was still good, but the sound quality was borderline abysmal. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I don't know what to say because I don't feel like this is the end. You know, this is not the end. This is, I think what I, when I first reached out to you, I think I, I think I can't remember what it was. Did I say Revelator the next chapter? I think is how I titled. Yeah, I believe, I believe that is the subject uh, that I kind of prefaced it with. Cause I mean, that's really what this is. This is, you know, it's an unfortunate thing that personal circumstances have had, have, have caused this show to move on in a different, uh, on a different site is all it is. Um, so, you know. For all you podcast addicts out there, and I know there's a lot of you, you know, this is the show is only going to get better, in my opinion. I think I've held Brian back on a couple of occasions uh, because, <laughs> because as a producer, I have to say, well, do you really want to ask that question? Do you really want to have that guest on? Right. And I, I know for a fact that had had you know some of those conversations never happened, Ryan would have came on and, and put on a phenomenal show anyway. Um, and so I'm thinking with me stepping away as a filter, I think it's only going to bring even more raw and entertaining. Oh, I man. seriously do. I think, I think it will. I think it'll be a, it'll be a kick-ass show. I already think it's a kick-ass show, but I think it's going to be considerably, I think it's going to even be better. That's, that's how oh, I feel. I appreciate that, man. I, yeah. I, I feel the same way, man. You're like the brother I never had, man. You know, we've been, yeah, gosh, just not, I mean, just outside of this, we've been through so much, you know, and, uh, I appreciate, uh providing the uh the platform you know i was kind of at a radio for for quite some time actually yeah, yeah. and um you know, which it, is bullshit but yeah you know I, things happen and um you know i just i, I went a different route, uh, route for a little while and you kind of steered me back and um i was kind of nervous about it you know the, you know, you can hear that you know early episodes were you know i'm not you were rusty you know, i was very very rusty but uh yeah. um now i you know i, I think uh you know the, the show definitely is going to uh sound you know I wouldn't say it sounds different, but it's definitely going to have a um, different feel to it, you know? Okay. Um, I can't now, wait. I can't wait to hear it. No, I, I can say this, that um, we ain't no ju- juice box. You know, <laughs> this is actually... Uh, <laughs> this is, uh, we, we're, 
tried to squeeze this in. I don't know how many times, and yeah. we haven't had a chance to because we've had guests and you know things come up, and and then we kind of forgot about it, and then we're here, we're sitting here, and we discovered this um, uh, this juice box asshole, nope. <laughs> and um, like I, I can't believe this guy is on TV or was on tour or whatever, you know. And I hate dogging people, but when you hear this, I mean. I, I, I don't know any other way to describe it. This guy's a goddamn renegade, man. Like a renegade. Like a renegade. Let's check this out. Well, we mentioned before the break, the Eastside Music Tour is going on this Saturday all along Brady Street. And more than 80 acts performing at 30 different locations. And one of the performers, Juice Box, he's here. He's a Milwaukee native, and you tour a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us what's it like on the road. Well, you know, it's what it's really all about, you know, going on the road, playing shows for kids. I've been to Japan three times, really? been to wow. Europe a bunch, Australia. You know, this is my life. This is what I do. That's great. I play shows, and uh, I hope you guys like it tonight. It's got to oh, be fascinating. You, uh, you're going to be playing on Saturday. Saturday, tell us where and when. It's at the Roman Coin. I think oh, I'm yeah. going out at around like 11 p.m. or so. Get there early, though, all day. There's great <laughs> rock and roll entertainment for all, everybody. You're going to love it. We love your energy. Yeah, can I get, speaking of energy, <laughs> oh, no. I got a little energy drink for you guys. This is on my record label slash oh, really? energy drink. It's called Thunder Zone. Oh, cool. And, uh... I want you guys to split it. I know you might you might think <laughs> we, about we going to sleep. <laughs> but yeah, go, go, go no, it's yours. It's yours. Tell us about you're going to perform a song. Tell yeah, us this about. song's called Like a Renegade, okay. and it's about taking a Greyhound bus all around the country. I used to tour on a Greyhound bus, just me and a bus and an iPod. So that's what this song's all okay. about. Right. Well, Take we want to hear your music, yeah. so we we want to get right. out of the way. Juice box. It's all yours, Juice Box. Yeah. That I can't escape And now I'm living on the run Like a renegade Chinatown bus to NYC New Year's Eve I was up in Philly Played a show and got booed off stage Then I got wasted and ate a cheesesteak Next day I'm back in the mix In the road with no confidence Misunderstood from the start But you know that I got hard I had to get out of my town for a bit When it all went down, yo, I couldn't quite face it I dropped out and went on the road Nowhere to run, I got nowhere to go But I'm at the show and I'm playing it, I'm playing it Tomorrow I just don't know where I'm staying at And I know the choices that I have made Living like a renegade Like a renegade Living like a renegade I got a hole in my life that I can't escape I got a hole in my life that I can't escape And now I'm living on the run like a renegade Greyhound bus in the middle of the night Left the tour Yo, yo, I'm living like a renegade I'm hanging out in NYC Going way down to Philly Yo, you suck big juice box, baby <laughs> Yeah, that's why you booed you off the stage I don't know, I, I can't rap, but geez, though, man I, It sounds like I can do just as good as him Yo, they you call me juice box him. and I want to say I'm here to let you know that I suck Hey, hey, I suck, juice box What you gotta say? I'm a juice box You yeah. can suck it, suck a juice box I don't know, yeah, that's all He's- I got right there that's He's, my freestyle flow right there. It is sounded better wiggly, than wiggly, his. Wiggly, 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 whack juice box in your wax. <laughs> you know? Uh, I don't want cheesesteaks anymore because that mother... <laughs> I want cheesesteaks, but hold the onions, yo. Put it on a hoagie. Let's go, go, go. I'm on a Greyhound, bitch. Don't you know? I don't know. Yeah, there you go. Man, I, I wonder if I can get a Dr. Uh, Thunder uh, energy drink. Dr. Um, Thunder? Is that a name? <laughs> Dr. Thunder. Is that a Thunder Lips energy drink you're drinking in a juice box? Wait, I thought you were a juice box. Does, does, the, does this energy drink come in a juice box? I wonder. 
I don't know. I, um, is this guy real? <laughs> I don't. I mean, this well, guy's you like, know what? This is actually like a TV feed we found. But um, yo, 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 I'm a renegade. I think he's fake. <sighs> Let's hope, right? I do. You I know, mean, I've seen these skits where people go on and they. Did you ever see the? Uh, uh, this is not probably the pressing to end on here, but. There was a uh, somebody who convinced local news stations that he was a chef who published a book, and, and, and they spe- he specialized in like leftovers, <laughs> and he <laughs> he took like like Thanksgiving leftovers on different morning talk shows for like local news stations and just <laughs> ran them through a blender. He had like Ziploc bags <laughs> of blended food and he was trying to get him to drink it on the air. That's awesome. And they thought he was real. I think this guy Juicebox is the exact same thing. Right. And I think he chose Juicebox for the name because Juicebox is kind of like a douchebag. Right. Right. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Classic. Oh man. Well, uh, I, ho- I hope everybody's enjoyed this uh, extended version on uh, omnis.tv, the Revelator Show. Head on over to uh, revelatorshow.com. And, um, yeah, man, no, we're going to just keep jamming. Uh, we got a bunch of cool interviews coming up there. Uh, Dead by Wednesday, we're on tour with uh, Shadows Fall. Uh, Varna, who was on an uh, episode of um, Unsigned way back in the day, they'll be on on this band, Art of Shock. Um, a couple other ones, too. Uh, Bella Siri from Melbourne, Australia, also an uh, interview coming up as well. Um, yeah, so hey, revelatorshow.com. Still a lot of cool, fun content. I'm sure you'll... Probably hear some more story time with Ryan, and you know I don't know if you'll get Ted as pussy ride or not, but you never know. Um, Mike, wonderful job as always, listeners. Thank you very much. Head on over to revelatorshow dot com. Uh, find me on Twitter, of course, Ryan underscore unsigned. As you know, it's always hard to enjoy the finer things in life. Until next time, do so, everybody. This was episode sixty six, the best of, but not the last of. For show notes or links to topics discussed on this episode of Revelator, or to experience previous episodes, head on over to omnis.tv, that's O-M-N-E-S dot TV, and click on Revelator. Thanks for listening.